0: ...pas op de dag voor de verkiezingen gehaald. Het weer nog, eerst opklaringen langs de kust enkele bui... ...later meer bewolking en vooral vanavond meer buien. Bij een
1: stevige wind wordt het hooguit 12 graden. Dit was het NOS Journaal.
0: Help de verspreiding van het coronavirus in Nederland te stoppen. Met Coronamelder. Deze app waarschuwt je nadat je te lang in de buurt bent geweest... ...van iemand met het coronavirus. Zo weet je sneller of je mogelijk bent besmet... En voorkom je dat je onbewust een ander ook besmet. Zo krijgen we samen corona onder controle. Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoost. 24
2: uur per dag. Vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de Ether
3: pas op de
0: dag voor de verkiezingen gehaald. Het weer nog. eerst opklaringen langs de kust een enkele
1: bui. Later meer bewolking en vooral vanavond meer buien. Bij een stevige wind wordt het hooguit 12 graden. Dit was het NOS Journaal.
0: Help de verspreiding van het coronavirus in Nederland te stoppen. Met Coronamelder. Deze app waarschuwt je te <laughs> ik... Listen ja, to de de voice de... of Niger on Radio
1: Raso every Monday from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the morning. For your spiritual lessons and enlightenment. For community news, your interviews, special requests and others. Put into
4: 105.2
1: megahertz, ATA and 103.8 MHz on cable. We delight and entertain you.
3: Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters.
1: For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voices of on Radio every Monday from
4: 6 to 10 a.m. Russell.
1: Voice of Ninja is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 6 846 6 that's 6 Voice of ninja your place to advertise.
5: ...is a treasure built on good knowledge and preventive measures. The Helios study, aimed at a better healthcare for people in Amsterdam, is focused on the health of Ghanians for other migrant groups and Dutch people. The baseline Helios study is already having a major impact in improving health of people in Amsterdam, including Ghanians. The process for the study consists of invitations sent to previous participants in the Helios baseline study, a set of questionnaires to answer and bodily checks for blood pressure level, overweight, blood sugar and other cases leading to.
1: Good morning, good morning to every one of you. Good morning to the fans of Radio Voice of Niger. Good morning to you. My name is Apostle Heli Rudokeno, alias Lady Agwabama of Radio Voice of Niger. I welcome you to this beautiful Monday morning in our Good Morning Show, transmitting this hour.
6: Of course I'm not just
1: here alone, I'm also here with
3: my co I Say that Good morning, wonderful people, it's good to be back again We hope you're doing well
1: Apostle. Would you
3: just say an opening prayer for us? Yes, shall we pray? And Father God, we thank you once again for another day, another week. You have kept us safe and sound up until now. Thank you that your grace is abundant. We plead your blessing and your covering over this program and over every activity we're going to carry out today. We pray that you will come through to everyone and touch their lives and their needs. In the way you only the only way you can thank you for this nation thank you for everyone out there we pray a blessing over them as well in jesus name we thank you that you are good and there is no doubt about that take the glory take the praise in the mighty name of jesus christ amen, amen. amen.
6: Thank you. amen.
1: yes now we are set and uh, remember that we are transmitting this hour on 103.8 cable and 105.2 eater on your popular radio, Good Morning Show, Radio Voice of Niger, through Razo. You can just link up with us and join us wherever you are just by typing NL and plus salto.nl then slash razzo then you choose monday morning eight o'clock then you'll just be live with us our programs this morning will be very very exciting but right now we're just warming up and we want to ginger your spirit so that you can be in tune so this is our gospel inspirational time enjoy it
6: Ben Fitzgerald was talking about a praying mother one night I was in my room and we were in the middle of a situation about to be evicted a lot of you know my story been homeless before but we were about to be evicted and I heard my mom crying in the middle of the night and I wondered what was up so I got up out of my bed and I I went over to her room and I thought she was you know going through something something was wrong And so the door was cracked and I pushed it open just to see what was wrong with mom. And the crying that I heard wasn't the kind of crying that I thought it was. She was kneeling next to the bed, thanking God for his faithfulness. Even though she may not see the situation changing, she was declaring God
4: your. that
1: I'm in love with this song. My God. Hey, switching me. I hope you enjoyed it too. Wow. Awesome, 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 awesome. Okay. That's it. Now we are going over to... Why oh, is it taking so long here? You
4: are listening to the sound of DJ Blaze.
1: But pos... <síquos> i between me and my hearers. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over the cable lines. Oh, God. Help us. Let your people be healed. Touch lives. Move lives. Let miracles happen. May your people be made whole. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, with us giving with Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for receiving me in your home with any of your other privates. I believe that God is here with us, and God, who gave us life in the land of the living, gave it for a purpose. Amen would turn your Bible quickly with me to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 20 and I read from verse 1. I believe this very scripture is going to minister to us and I believe that God is going to speak to somebody and also speak to me. I believe that if you will turn up your heart, and there's something that has been bothering you, that thing will be uplifted within some few minutes from now because God is in His Word and He watches over it to perform. So as the Word of God is coming, I am telling you that you'll be set free, you'll be made whole, you'll be uplifted, You find back your joy, you find back your health, you find back the favor that you need. If only you will believe. So let's read from the book of 2 Kings, chapter 20. And I read from verse 1. It says In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord Set thy house In order For thou Shall die hey, What a message mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You put your house In order mm-hmm. And thou shall Die mm-hmm. And not live Come on say after me Lift up your hand Say I will not die Say I will live Declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Say it again. Say, I will not die, I will live to declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. Verse 2 he says, Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord. Remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect. Heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept. And it came to pass, afore. Isaiah was gone out into the middle car and the word of the Lord came to him, came to him the same prophet who brought the message of doom. The word of God came to him saying, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, my people, thus said the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee on the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Verse 6, And I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant's sake. Ha, this is awesome. God of miracle, may he visit you. God of mercy, may he visit you. The Lord who can have compassion, may he visit you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, the word, the scripture we have just read, just explained to us, How a king became sick. You know, maybe just something like flu came upon this king. I believe that it wasn't something so chronic. It wasn't that sort of sickness that we would expect. We would just grab somebody and kill the person. You see? It was something that would just come in camouflage, just the way coronavirus will come just like a flu. And then people sit in their homes and they are thinking, it's just normal flu because it's coming like little cough and coming like little sneezing and coming like little headache. Before you know it and overlook it, it begins to get rooted. So this king, Hezekiah, we have been going through something similar like that, which he never expected would bring to his, would would become through which he would die. So while, the, while the, the king was just nursing his sickness, behold, the prophet Isaiah came. Isaiah came and Isaiah told him, oh, you king, you know, I can't hide this from you. I will just say it blunt the way it is coming into my ears. I God sent me to you to go and tell you, you're going to die. He say, put yourself, put your house in order. That means whatever you think you've not yet done, maybe you've not written your wills, you have not put your house together, put things that are supposed to be the way it's supposed to be and uh, written your hand over notes. Your next successor, say put your house in order because you're gonna die. There's no way out, you are dying. How do you? I mean, I want you to imagine it a little bit. I want you to think about it and I want you to put yourself into it and then, and then, and then, and then experience the little shock. Or experience the heavy shock this man must have felt. This king, that a prophet entered, and he thought that this man of God was just coming to come and pray and and they bless and and they cast away the demon of, of whatever fluid it was hanging around, and then, and then and they go out as usual. But this time he came and he came with a very firm message: "You're gonna die." I can't sugarcoat it for you. Just set yourself in order, put yourself, it's time for you to go. This king would have had some certain projects in hand. This king could have had some certain appointments, which he has made with fellow kings. He could have had something he wants to build and something he wants to finish up, so that in that thing he will take glory out of it. This king would have had some promises he has made which have not yet been fulfilled. He must have had, you know, some, some, some things he wanted to do. And all of a sudden, all trips he wants to, 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 to do. And all of a sudden, his life was coming to a halt. He was not going to be seen again in the land of the living. He was being called back home. We have not yet been to the other side. But look at how, even in this one that we are in, how we are here, even though God has made promise to us that the other home is better than what we are here. But nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to leave his friends, leave his comfort zone, leave his businesses. And those of you who are maxing wealth, you wouldn't like to leave the wealth and go. Talk class of no you are a king and everybody bowing to you. You can afford to eat and drink whatever you want and make your orders and make your authorities and people obey you, how would you want to die in the midst of all this fame? How would you want to die so when this message came, the, the Bible said that the king became very devastated. The king became very, very devastated. I believe he looked up and he looked down. He didn't know what to do. He looked at his hand, looked at where his strength. He didn't know what more to do than just to cry out to God. Thank God for kings like that Who can have a last resort You know, he had a last resort That was to cry out And he was able to cry out Unto the Lord Because he had been walking with the Lord But you that is listening to me Who are you walking with? Who are you walking with in the midst of coronavirus that have been taking lives and taking lives and taking lives? This virus goes about staring at people's faces, staring at people's door. He doesn't have any 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 uh, uh what the, preference? Wouldn't say I go to the rich, I go. He's going knocking at people's door. Rich a poor, Cocos, coco, coco, coco coco chance. Black race, Negroes, they're all people. It's just claiming lives. So in a time, in a pandemic like this, who are you calling, who are you trusting? Oh, I just want to pause for one minute and thank all the pastors who came out on Saturday, all the Pentecostal Council pastors who came out on Saturday just to march around the city of Amsterdam, going to strategic places just to pray with their flags, praying and letting our people to observe the, 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 what do you call it? To, to, to the, protocols. the protocols of of this period to observe it you know not to shake hands and uh, you know sanitize your hand uh, wash your hand or always keep a distance of 1.5 meter and you know when you are talking with people make sure you have your mask on or your 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 your, your shield you know to cover your face so that the thing doesn't just uh, catch you up you know and uh, and in uh, addition as well take more vitamin tablets and and, and, uh, nutritious food, you know, so to boost your immune system. So we went round to the strategic places and prayed. Uh, for 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 life to be given back to us, pray for coronavirus to to not to continue to increase in Southeast. You know to to find his way out of the whole South East, out of Amsterdam and out of the world wherever he came. Let it go back to that place that he came and to to bless the the people of Amsterdam and and bless their businesses and their work. So we 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 finished that whole thing. We did three hours and I mean it was. a three-hour event, we made sure that we enjoyed it to the utmost and everybody was so satisfied. And we know we prayed for all our people. So if you're in dweller of Amsterdam, remember the whole pastors in the city prayed for you. So you 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 must take up that prayer and walk with it. Hallelujah! That's what we can give silver or go. We have not. But what we have, in the name of Jesus, that we have given to you, and that's the word of the living God. And if if two would chase away, say one person would chase away one enemy, well, one thousand enemies, but two would chase away ten thousand. Then talk less of when we are how many pastors. I mean, almost thirty pastors came to march around. It was too powerful. So we believe that that pro- proclamation we made, that God was with us and God will stand with his word to perform it. Amen, amen. So why I digressed was to just let us see that the king had to go back to God. The king had to run to God. When such news came to him, he didn't go to consult men. He didn't go asking for the prophet, please go please, please, just continue to pray for me. No, 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 no. Because he realized that prophet could not help him at a particular moment. He realized that his help can only come from God and God alone. He realized that no other person but God is the only one he needed. I don't know what some of you listening to me are going through right now. I don't know what is affecting you and affecting your household. I don't know some of you who are at the dying stage and uh, of this uh, of, of this coronavirus or any other sickness, any other terminating sickness. But please do not give up. Do not throw in the towel. Do not throw in the towel. Miracle can still happen to you. God can still do something now. God can still visit you. If only you can turn back to him. Don't harden up your hand. Because sometimes I go to hospital and I want to pray for the sick. And some of them, they have already given up. And some of them they say, no, nothing can happen now. And I go and looking. How do you think nothing can happen now God is capable Or maybe all he needs from you Is your, your heart to be repented that When you turn back to him He will forgive all your sins He will heal your diseases And he will restore years back to you Just the way he did for Hezekiah So, so don't harden Don't be at a point where Your heart is so hardened That nothing can reach you anymore Nothing can penetrate that heart don't. You have nothing to lose. Even when you return back your heart to God, confess back, confess your sins to Him. Tell Him that you are you have you've made mistakes in life and please in this dying stage of your life that you need Him to forgive you so you can have eternal life. You have nothing to lose, but you have all to gain. than to die in sin and go to hell. Don't take that hardiness of heart to help. To, to 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 die. No, repent. And you may find the message of the Lord. So the Bible said the king turned his face to the wall and he prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. Look at such a king. He didn't turn to his friends. He didn't turn to friends and say, come and see me, oh, I'm dying, oh how to begin to gain sympathy. He didn't turn to his, his, his household to begin to want them mourn with him and gain sympathy. He, he didn't turn to his lawyer and say, please, just come and begin to ride the whale. Come on, and begin to ride the whale for me. He didn't. But he turned to God. He prayed. He said, Lord, Remember how I have served you with a perfect heart. And how I have done good in thy sight. You see, he laid some legacies in the kingdom. He spent some reasonable money in the things of God. He built house of God, mansion, for for the kingdom of God. Where people can come and worship God. He did some good things. And that was what gave him the confidence to turn back to God. Because where your heart is, that is where your treasure will be. Or where your treasure is, that is also where your heart will be. He laid up some treasures in heaven. He did something for the kingdom of God. And that's why he said, Lord... You can bear witness how I have walked with you with a perfect heart. You can bear witness how I have done some good things in thy sight. Oh, thou Lord, spare me. The Bible says, and he wept sorely. May God give us men who can weep before the Lord. May God give us. Kings who can weep before the Lord. May God give us leaders who can weep before the Lord. Not those that their eyes are like crocodile; They don't cry. No matter what that happens to them, they don't cry. They put up a thick skin. They say they are men. Who told you that men don't cry? When something as hard as this comes into your life, some of y'all listening to me this hour, if you are going through a process and it's becoming of our women, oh, come on, don't be too shy. Cry out. Even there is healing in crying. You get some kind healing in crying because you have float that burden. You give it back to the maker. You tell him, take it. I can't handle it anymore. Don't pretend to, to, to be so hardened And to be so tough That you can't cry out anymore Ha! Cry out Good men cry out Decent men cry out Even Jesus he cried out When he felt that he had been forgotten The cross Say my God my God Why have you forsaken me If Jesus Can say that How about you Beloved, the Bible said he wept solely. And because he wept solely, God saw his heart and God moved. God had compassion and God reversed the verdict. Because God saw his heart, God had missed your name. On, the ground, on this ground, I'm stopping. Because I know that the of the Lord is waiting for somebody right now. May Jehovah perform miracles in your life. Don't throw in the towel. God is on the side. Father, bless everyone who have heard me. It's very short, but I know you've ministered to some people. More especially, those who are in need particular person that wants to offload the burden, may they receive that miracle. That wants to be healed, may they be healed. Those who are looking for you to wipe away their tears, may they receive their miracle. May you touch them. May you heal their diseases, oh God. Deliver them from the flesh of the enemy. I join faith and I say, Lord, let them not die, let them live because of your grace in Jesus' name, amen. This has come to you by Apostle Henry Rudokeno of Freedom Voice of Niger and of Rivers of Life Bible Church. In case you have. Any prayer need you want me to support you with, please give me a call on my private phone 0684 606 550. God richly bless you. Bye.
3: Good morning. Good morning, people out there. Well, this is Monday, and of course, the start of the week means we have a lot of energy uh, to carry on with whatever we're going to be doing for today and the rest of the week. My name is Apostle Larry Dogan. Um, today, we are going to bring you a special End SARS edition, a program as you probably know, the movement that is ongoing in Nigeria uh, to end uh, SARS. SARS is uh, the acronym for. Uh, Special anti-robbery uh, squad set up to combat crime and all that but it's turned into something else and it's caused a large protest that's been going on for some time so we're going to be looking at issues uh, and this has generated a large following uh, across the world and it's a big big movie, it's, it's a big big deal so Stamba we're going to be bringing you uh, this show and, uh, and you're going to want to be a part of it as well so enjoy a band before. Once we prepare to take you to to Nigeria. again. We're glad you have joined us. And uh, we are just about to take off. And uh, as you know, today we're on a very special topic. it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome this morning. My name is Apostle Larry you know, and and uh, I'm so excited to have you to be a part of this special show. Today our topic is the n SARS crisis. We want to have a situation analysis and also have some recommendations. For this topic today, a special panel I'm going to introduce shortly, but let me just give you a little intro about uh, this topic. The ANSAS movement uh, seems to have uh, become, for the Nigerian nation, a watershed moment that promises to usher in major changes. At all levels of government and economy. It's so massive. Uh, it's gotten all the youth involved. And this movement, of course, began with the Nigerian youth from the 8th of October as a protest against police brutality. You know what happened in America? hasn't ended. It's still happening, even in Nigeria. And this um, police brutality, uh, meted out by the SARS group, that is the Special Anti Robbery Squad, which was originally set up to combat crime and I'm robbery. I'm and this Group has morphed into something terrible. They commit rape, extortions, uh, robbery, and also extrajudicial killings. Now the whole world has taken notice, and uh, the movement has been galvanized. And people from everywhere they are joining, including celebrities, former heads of state, and all that. So we want to discuss what is going on, what can be done, and for those of us in diaspora, how can we contribute? So I say, welcome to the show. It's my honor this morning to introduce our guest. We have uh, all the way joining us from uh, Ostende in Belgium, our favorite, um, you know, uh, panelists, um, the indefatigable honorable collins He He's a counselor from uh, Ostende and uh, he's a former chairman of Nido Europe. Uh, he's a, political, a policy strategist and also a management consultant. Welcome honorable Collins.
6: Thank you so very much, uh, Apostle
3: Larry. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, We have other guests who are going to be joining you, sir, and uh, we're going to be hooking them up as we proceed. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I'm going to ask uh, Apostle Helen Roof, uh, who is also here, to uh, kick off with the questions. So uh, let's have uh, Apostle Helen Roof say hello to your guests and then kick off with the questions.
1: Hello, Honourable Collins. It's a pleasure having Hi, you once good again. you. How are you, sir? Also. Nice to meet you. <laughs> hmm We are glad to have you. All right, so let's kick up with the first question while we are trying to connect with Honourable Bandy and the rest of them. Uh, so, can you please tell our audience what SARS is all about and why did it degenerate into uh, what it is today?
6: Well, um, SARS, which is um, a special unit of uh, the police force of um, Nigeria, has been um, existing for um, a couple of decades now, or nearly uh, nearly a couple of uh, decades. And um, it was uh, actually founded on the back of um, increasing uh, robbery cases and uh, other uh, crimes were within Nigeria that uh, appeared to be outside the ramifications of um, the regular police force. So uh, SARS was then uh, founded to be able to, um, you know, take care of uh, those uh, special, um, you know, cases of uh, robbery and uh, so on and so forth, like I mentioned. So obviously you would say, that uh, it was, um, you know, founded for the good reasons. Now, they made a good start uh, through the judge, um, but not long um, after their start, they, you know, started to take laws into their hands, uh, like uh, Apostle Larry, um, you know, very clearly um, summarized. Yes. They uh, began to go into, um, you know, extrajudicial killing, extortion of, um, you know, people, and actually victimizing the same people that they were supposed to be uh, protecting, we also uh, found some level of uh, helplessness on the part of uh, the SARS itself because um, cases of kidnapping actually started rising, and so they, uh, you know, actually proved themselves to be um, actually uh, not fit for purpose. So um, you know, it continued, and young people, for example, were special targets. If, for example, you are found to be well dressed. Hmm. Having a smartphone, Uh, uh, you know, they consider you a suspect. Hello?
1: Yeah, we are listening.
6: Yes. They consider you a suspect and then, uh, you know, victimize you. And uh, so young people got tired of, um, you know, the excess.
1: But was that part of what they were commissioned to do? Sorry? Was that what they were, was it part of what they were commissioned to do? I mean, to to be monitoring people's uh, phone and looking at who dressed good and dressed badly?
6: Obviously not. And that is actually the cross of the matter. And uh, like I said, young people became uh, their major uh, targets. They will stop them, actually, force them to go to their ATM uh, machine you know, pull out cash for them before they could release you. They were actually even killing people, assassinating people, um, you know, needlessly. So you see, when you hear of, um, you know, incident killing of uh, black people in the United States of America, yes, um, it rings a bell uh, and people could always say, well, uh, those are black people and they were targeted. But here we are in a country of predominantly or exclusively black people their own fellow black uh, people, uh, police officers, were targeting them and uh, killing them needlessly. Now, we have seen in the past two, three weeks, where actions were actually anchored, rather, on anti-SARS, saying that SARS has got to go. But as a matter of fact, the issues that uh, that we're dealing with actually run deeper than SARS. Because it now covers the entire gamut of um, government and uh, misappropriation, corruption, and uh, the fact that the uh, young people do not have a future in their own uh, country. Not a single perspective. Uh, you know, uh, unemployment rate sky high. I mean, people could tell you, oh, officially it's about 30 uh, percent and all of that. No, all that don't add up. Because look around you. If there are ten people say in your family and immediate environment. Uh, that are out of university, probably three people are working and so what that means is that uh, the real unemployment rate in Nigeria is well over 70%. Yes. That's part of the matter. So young people, they got enough, they had enough of that and now uh, you know went to the streets to demand a change, but using SARS the special anti-police uh, the anti-crime um, squad mm-hmm. are anchor for all the anger and the helplessness that have been bottled up in them over, uh, over the years. So that's essentially what we're dealing with.
1: Wow. But, but uh, well, my question is, why did the repeated calls for disbanding SARS totally go unheeded? Well, Yeah, why?
6: There has been a whole lot of uh, patchwork as far as this uh, SARS discussion is uh, is concerned. As a matter of fact, um, I believe it was in 2017 or 2016 for the first time that government pretended to have heard the cries of young people to abolish uh, SARS. So. They made a pronouncement to the effect of SARS being abolished because indeed, they understand and agree with um, young people, the youths of Nigeria, that SARS is no longer good for purpose. They have deviated from the reason that they were founded in the portly. So they made an announcement, yes, we have disbanded SARS, but before we know what is happening, SARS is back again. They did that in 2017, 2018, 2019, And then, this time around, you will recall that the very first time uh, in this particular uh, protest uh, series that the young people called for uh, the end of SARS, an announcement was made that SARS had been disbanded, but immediately, (coughs) people were to set up a new unit populated by the same people, not retrained. No reorientation, no whatever. Terrible. And this is new this And the young people say, sorry, you've, got, you've uh, gotten away with this nonsense for far too long. This time around, sorry, you're not getting away with it. Both SARS and the new units that you have uh, founded are all going. And beyond that, the government has to be reformed. And uh, anti-corruption, we don't want to have it anymore. So they pretended to have heeded the call. But uh, uh, like I said, it's all uh, pretense, and the young people have seen through those uh, games and are not uh, ready to take it
1: anymore. It's so terrible. It's, uh, the whole thing has really, really gone so bad that we are wondering what's the next step now. What, 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 what's the next step now? So, so to you, do you think uh, the unit has been disbanded, or is just that they just
6: started something else, which is, which is still SAS? In disguise, absolutely, that's uh, that's essentially what it is. They call this swat or whatever, yeah, yeah, SWAT. You know that they <laughs> to it? uh, But it's all pretense, like I said. And uh, so, young people have said, No, we can see through you now. We no longer want to believe the phony, um, disbandment of, uh, of SARS. And we'll, as a matter of fact, we want to actually see beyond. The, uh, the stars. We want to see all sorts of uh, things. For example, the, um, you know, uh, extraordinarily high pay of, um, you know, public uh, offices, uh, accumulation of um, political uh, positions and pensions. Uh, for example, governors, ex-governors uh, who run for, um, you know, the Senate, uh, and then they are receiving uh, salaries and emoluments as senators, but also receiving pensions. And I'm talking of out-of-the-world Uh, pay packages, whereas Nigerians, the ordinary day Nigerians are suffering and dying of hunger, whereas there are a lot more that, um, you know, uh, political office holders are are, earning a primitive accumulation of wealth that they don't need but using those words that is supposed to be the common word to suppress young people and uh, ensure that they do not have the culture. Call so call all of those are now on the table, and the young people are not giving
1: up. Oh, you're calling. Oh, wow. It is so terrible. Very, very, very terrible. But, you know, um, you, having uh, lived uh, in this part of the world for all of this... Uh, all of these years and uh, also being a a policy strategist or consultant as well. So what do you think uh, the way it's going now with our government, that's how it's supposed to go from their policy making?
6: Obviously not. Obviously not. I mean, um, please well, be frank to speak to
1: us. You know, be frank to speak with us because we may not know to what extent this this this, this whole broadcast can go. Tell us really what is in your heart.
6: No, I mean, um, I'm I'm known, um, you know, to to speak true to power. And uh, don't get me wrong, um, I was one of the um, one of the uh, many. Uh, there certainly insufficient uh, 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 number of Nigerians who didn't believe that uh, um, President uh, Muhammadu Buhari has what it takes to lead Nigeria in this uh, current dispensation after uh, actually leading Nigeria as a military uh, officer. So I was one of those. Uh, but the fact is that the moment he won the election and was declared to be the uh, legitimate um, winner of the election, we felt that um, you know uh, Nigeria uh, Buhari's success is Nigeria's uh, success. So we all need to uh, you know line up behind him, and lining up behind him means lining up behind uh, Project uh, Nigeria. So what that meant was that when he got it right, we uh, you know praised him, but when he got it wrong, as he often does. Uh, we didn't hesitate to uh, to point it out, and so it is no different with uh, with this uh, discussion around SARS and the fact that um, the vast majority of young people in Nigeria have no future. Uh, anti-corruption, which was the mantra upon which ran uh, you know this uh, campaign for election as uh, president, has actually gotten worse. Of course, uh, there are quite a number of um, you know uh, gains uh, to be made, but the uh, the. Prior to nothing, you know, when you compare the humongous uh, level of uh, corruption uh, in Nigeria, so that lack of empathy, that lack of uh, leadership, and the total absence of the notion of inclusion and diversity in a country of well over 350 ethnic, uh, you know, uh, nationalities. Yes. Uh, the fact that he hasn't got all of that just proves the case that uh, the gentleman is not fit for purpose. And all the psychopaths around him that were made um, advisors, uh, ministers, and so on and so forth, it just looked like um, none of them uh, is able to actually look him straight in the face and say, sir, you are getting it wrong. This is the direction that the government uh, should be going. So I believe that when there is opportunity for independent-minded people to speak out, radio stations such as yours, uh, I think it's important to shine a light on the, all the ills going on in that country because um, you know they, they they need to be called out yes. and they need to be uh, halted uh, immediately.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, I think uh, thank you, Honorable so uh, We have another uh, panelist on the on the other line now. Good. We have uh, Honorable Kenneth Mandy, who is the present. Uh, Continental Chairman of uh, Nido Europe, on the line. Honorable Kenneth Bandy, how are you doing, sir?
5: I'm fine, man. Good morning, uh, from Germany, yeah. nice being on your program.
1: Thank you, thank you. So tell us uh, a little of what you you know about this SAS thing, as well, it is playing out now.
5: Uh, just like uh, every one of us in the diaspora, uh, the life images of uh, the security forces, you know, committing acts of violence against an armed Nigerian, it's uh, basically uh, disheartening and unacceptable. Uh, like many of my compatriots, we have the, the conviction that the movement is not only calling for the end of police brutality, but also a call to end corruption, a need for good governance, true federalism and they need to restructure Nigeria for a holistic overhaul of our nation's law and order. Good education, job for the youths, justice and equity for all. I think these are what the youths are actually demanding for. Yes. And like in all civilised world, uh, they, they, they would have been hailed as, a, as a, you know, heroes, you know, trying to do what um, our generation has failed to do for years. So yes, um, again, like I said, uh, it's a thing that its time has come, and no amount of
1: uh, suppression of violence can change it. Right. So I was uh, discussing with uh, Honorable Collins Weke, you know, he being a, a policy strategist, uh, to tell us, really, if what we are seeing, playing out with the government of Nigeria is how it's supposed to be. And, uh, I mean, having listened to him, I want to add up this, that uh, what we saw playing out in the life of, uh, well, uh, with the government and with Buhari, uh, shouldn't only, uh, the, 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 the fault should not only be heaped on, on Buhari, because uh, I think Buhari alone cannot be making a decision that will affect the whole nation. He must have had some people who are around who, who probably are not telling him the truth, because I don't think Bugare have what it takes to just be uh, 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 making or making, uh, uh, coming up with things that are not favouring the whole nation and then he just kept quiet and it's going back he kept quiet nothing is happening. So those who surrounded him in in, in his parliament, those who are his ministers those who are special advisors those who who, who, who who have offices alongside running with Buhari what are they really doing because if Buhari is not coming up to say something tangible why can't those people also come out to say something tangible? Why can't why can't why can't we go in for an impeachment? Why can't I mean why can't we just do something? Why must it be? Because if it's not functional, why can't he be removed? Um, well, um, the
5: leadership is a collective decision, and um, in as much as I agree to some extent, uh, what you've just uh, enumerated. Uh, at the end of the day, he is the President and Commander-in-Chief of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And the board talks in his book, um, in his table. So, um, yes, uh, we, Nigerians are also, will be holding him accountable for action or inactions, what goes on in the country, as well as also all his ministers and special advisors. That's why when you refer to the situation in Nigeria, you say Nigerian government, they don't say President Buhari is done. They say Nigerian government, uh, in our own view, um, uh, the leadership uh, examination is not, uh, cannot, say, cannot be said to be excellently uh, in order in Nigeria. So yes, um, the collective uh, responsibility of Nigerian government will be, will be you know, passed on everybody who is in that uh, government. But at the end of the day, our president is the commander-in-chief and the ball stops on his table.
1: Yes. Absolutely, for me, may I know if uh, the other panelist from Nigeria is in now. Um, Mr. Joachim, are you? Are you? Are you with us?
7: Yes, I'm here.
1: Oh. Oh. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Joachim, for being with us. Joachim is the CEO of Ohio and Ohio Oil, Gas and Marine Services. Nigerian Limited. Welcome, Mr. Ohai. Now, uh, we would like to hear from you what, what, what is currently happening uh, in Nigeria now. Yeah, um, what is the situation? Thank you so much for this opportunity to be here. Yes. And I greet the other panelists very profoundly.
7: Uh, I guess uh, the other gentlemen are in the diaspora and I happen to be the only person that was in Lagos And uh, I'm an uh, avid I'm avid uh, and acting in the movement of SAC in Lagos. Uh, I was just uh, a few a few uh, moments
1: away when the shooting actually happened in a, in a gate. Really? Uh,
7: Yes, on a daily basis, I am uh, my uh, co convener We have a consortium of uh, uh, civil society group under the umbrella of uh, the Fed Nigerian Group, and we've been going there on a the daily basis to support the youth and their agitation to uh, end that. So I was, I uh, to every other day and uh, as a stakeholder uh, and uh, some of the people behind the country, giving the right support, logistics and all other that to the uh, I experienced something that I believe in the history of Nigeria I was never experienced before and uh, thank God for his grace that uh, I'm allowed to speak with you today, only God knows what would have happened if I was right there at that moment, when uh, we were in the thick of all that happened in the when uh, victims of the shooting were taken to the hospital so the harrowing experience and uh, what happened actually uh, we showcased Nigerian government in the, in the negative light that uh, has been known before to the world that opportunity the reign of the community is just one of the hallmark of this government and the inability of the government to listen to the yearnings and aspirations of the people
3: mm-hmm. is uh it's a thing that uh not just only uh, the youth are calling for which is the the protest in the first Yeah, Mr. Tai, yeah. let, me, let me interject here. Uh, uh, I, I think we should keep our comments as concise as possible so we can do much in the time we have. Do you think that this, this whole event, this whole outburst of the protest, is a necessary evil to usher in a new regime or a new era for Nigeria? Would you consider it as a necessary evil? and I'm calling it the people maybe on the negative side <laughs> 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 In ago, the Japanese province the best time to plan the tree is 20
7: years ago and the second best time to plan the tree is now mm-hmm. Nigeria has been inundated at the all time subjection we celebrated our 15 years of as an independent nation so mm-hmm. the, the thing that enters this is addressing, which enters starts service symbolic is necessary yesterday I think it is necessary now and it's necessary tomorrow. Mm. So we that are affiliated with Elstar Movement, we are saying there is no going back. We are resolute in our demands that mm. there must be change okay. in Nigeria. Reform must come in economically in every facet of the Nigerian uh, of the Nigerian life of
3: Nigerian uh, uh, So yes the you yeah thank you thank you uh, now to the rest of the panelists um how do you think those in the diaspora can lend their weight behind this movement because i think with the momentum which has been you know uh, started and which has been gained so far it will be a shame if we don't manage to keep it give it the the acceleration it needs to to drive it home, you know what I'm saying? So what can be done uh, by those in diaspora to, as it were, you know, push the whole uh, momentum further?
6: Uh, First and and foremost, uh, one of the things that need to be done is what uh, you are doing now, uh, Apostles uh, Larry and um, Helen Ruth. Yes. Uh, Giving this uh, some some visibility and giving uh, some diaspora, the opportunity to air their views uh, on that, because information is uh, is power. Uh, activism can only be driven through uh, information. Uh, we have also seen some inevitable things uh, happening all across the world, from the United States uh, to Europe, Asia, and so on and so forth. Sporadic uh, groups are coming up uh, in support of uh, the NSAs, uh, you know, project uh, in Nigeria uh, over the past uh, weekend. We have seen uh, numerous, um, you know, support uh, protests and so on and so forth uh, going on uh, in Nigeria in their support. Um, All sorts of of, of, um, uh, celebrities uh, are speaking out and uh, these are all good. On our own part, uh, here in uh, in Belgium, in our tiny little uh, Belgium, uh, we have a group called um, the Belgian Nigerians, uh, you know, a coalition of Belgian Nigerians and their global friends, uh, who have decided also to add a bit of impetus to all the different uh, protest actions going on mm-hmm. by you know, taking it official. Yeah. In which case, we have uh, written a petition. Yes. So um, the uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs here in Belgium mm. and the President of the European uh, Commission, yes. actually highlighting the uh, issues uh, at stake, particularly the um, you know shooting of uh, unarmed youth civil protesters by uh, armed forces of uh, of Nigeria, even though it's been contested, um, we have uh, requested them to officially go back to their parliaments and pass. A resolution condemning the acts of the armed forces, and indeed to listen to the agitations of uh, these young people. We believe that Nigeria cannot stand uh, as an island, um, and uh, we know as well that uh, no government wants to be in the bad, bo- in the bad books of um, you know their international uh, and development uh, partners. So, when such pressures begin to come from outside, yep. using the government of our host countries i believe that uh, it will also add to the momentum and help to um, you know achieve the uh, you know objectives of uh, the stars uh, movement quicker rather than delayed okay honorable uh, kenneth uh, uh,
3: are you satisfied with uh, you know the development of uh, the protest and uh, the support that it has, you know, galvanized from across the globe. And also from maybe what maybe uh, people from Germany are doing, for example. Are you satisfied with that so far? Is there enough support? Absolutely,
5: absolutely. Um, And just adding to uh, what the horrible uh, uh, colleagues uh, just uh, enumerated, I I don't think in my lifetime, at least I'm 50 plus now. Yeah. I don't think in my lifetime I've seen such a solidarity movement across the globe. Yeah. In support of Nigerians, uh, and like you rightly, uh, you know, uh, um, highlighted that it's going to be an opportunity that this generation will not like to miss. Um. Yes. Yeah, so the coordination, uh, the worldwide coordination, the pictures I'm seeing, the images I'm seeing, uh, in total solidarity of the youth are, are more than encouraging. And I think our our youth, like you know, they are digital digital generation, yeah. and they are not uh, oblivious of that of what is going on around the world. Mm. And I think uh, they are being energized and motivated by the kind of support they are getting all over the world. Mm-hmm. In Germany, Germany is not different from what is happening in uh, in London, in Italy, in, in in France, and all over all over the globe. Yeah. And so yes, I think um, I, I'm, I'm quite quite satisfied with that.
3: Mm. Okay, uh, Honourable Joachim, um you are on the ground in Nigeria. Um, what would you like to see in terms of more support and uh, and the backing from those in diaspora to make sure that this whole movement lands successfully? We want to see Nigeria transform. At the end of the day, I think I'd be heartbroken if this all just you know be, just becomes over uh, mere mm-hmm. empty promises which ends nowhere. Exactly. But God forbid, this must bring about a change in Nigeria. Yes. Okay. So what is it that you think needs to be done more? To us, it will bush the whole movement for Man, it to achieve answer, right? achieve what, what uh, the goals that are desire.
7: Yes, uh, I, I think uh, so far, Nigerians uh, uh, and the are doing more, They've done a lot, and they can do more. And the president, uh, all the president, they to sustain the temple, sustain the tempo of the push, the protest, the peaceful protest going on and get as many more people, Nigerians and even non-Nigerians, to join in the movement. So that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, because what I was discussing with uh, uh, someone I don't know what his name is, uh, uh, I call here now, but, yeah. uh, but I think for the people, they, Nigerians, they have to have the Nigerians in the area, the kind of body, get the uh, uh, constituents of lawyers, Nigerian professional lawyers, both together and start putting pressure on, for example, the International Criminal Court of Chelsea in the putting pressure on the United Cells and all of that. Only for not just for the digital ban regime as needs right now, when you have to ban public of television like in the electoral regime and like the United States immediately after the treatment. That happened that the electric power, the United States was going to have to have to, to the man responsible for the fire. Uh, the new superintendent. The then the area, area, and how the shooting, the massacre that took place, at to the electric plant. So we want uh, a lawyer, professional in in the diaspora to come, from a collect, to come a body, and start putting in petitions that. It's not just only really Mr. that we want accounts opening kind of, of these public officials and their
4: and their, and their family. We want a proper
7: division of this of these public officials to so that they will be forced to listen to the voices of the people. Because what is going on in Nigeria right now is that you elect people under a military democratic system, because it's not the form that uh, democracy has been known. And the people that you are led refuse to listen to the gains and the aspirations of their own people, making demands for change. So if they can, number one, keep up the tempo of the protest, the public protest, and secondly, put the coalition of lawyers to start the putting in position, taking matters to court against the UN, the ICC, and all other international organizations, I think we'll go a long way, helping us back up
3: to like the people of the New Nigeria and the people are fighting over it. Mm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're listening, this is Radio Voice of Nigeria. Uh, we are in a special edition today. We call it the NSAS edition. Uh, you know, we are, we're, we're giving our backing to the uh, protests that are going on in Nigeria to end police brutality. Uh, if you want to react, if you want to call into the studio, the studio line is zero two zero seven three seven. 020737 One six one. I will be glad to take your calls. Now, uh, to uh, the gentlemen in the diaspora, uh, do do you think that um, the government is seriously taking note and and is about? I mean, is actually doing something or beginning to do something to 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 grant the wishes of the people because? It can be just another political gimmick to say, okay, let's wait, everything will cool down and then it's over. Are we sure that are we making sure that it doesn't go that way again? I mean, are we satisfied with their response so far, apart from the statement the president made and other mm-hmm. the other the right. political leaders who have been trying to urge people to, to, to go peacefully and all that? Are we I want to hear from the two gentlemen in the diaspora.
6: Um, Satisfied? Uh, Not exactly. Uh, Has the government done something Mm -hmm. to um, actually show that they are concerned? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes indeed, Uh, they have made uh, pronouncements. Mm -hmm. Uh, The president has finally Mm -hmm. uh, come out uh, to speak, Uh, but um, his uh, speech was not uh, pacifying enough, as yeah. a matter of participating. It contained uh, some threats, mm-hmm. and uh, that actually speaks to the cluelessness of um, you know the leading elite uh, in Nigeria. Yes. Uh, now, there have been promises in the past that were broken. Yes. So the only way mm-hmm. for the citizens to know that uh, the government actually mean business mm-hmm. is when we begin to see the result of uh, some of the uh, pronouncements that they have made. And those things, uh, they need to come out uh, very, very fast because there are a number of things that we can consider to be low-hanging fruit in terms of uh, deliverables, but there are others that are Uh, long-term. For a start, they need to identify those, um, you know, items, those yeah. deliverables that could be considered as, you know, low-hanging fruit that we can see in place, mm-hmm. and then begin to think that yes, they may mean business. But they, the mistake mm-hmm. that uh, the protesters can
4: make
6: mm-hmm. is. To begin to feel when they see one or two, well, you know, uh, deliverables uh, from the government side, to believe that yes, they mean business, and then they say action. No, this action has got to be sustained, but in a purely no, non-violent uh, basis. They need to step up the pressure, and they need to continue it for as long as it takes for the government to actually meet at least 51 percent of their demand before well, you know they begin to think of uh, what next to do of course they use themselves they would not have to be uh, ready uh, for some sort of uh, negotiations uh, and i have reasons to believe that they are because uh, they have been releasing some information in terms of uh, what their wish list uh, is yes. uh, and they have uh, beautifully and strategically classified them under immediate uh, um, uh, Short term, mid term, and long term. You mean that though, they they have brought out those things publicly? Those. Then, uh, um, I mean, this is information that I have seen in the public domain, and okay. that came from the youth. They say youth. Oh yeah, the youth. But the government has not responded to that. Has actually uh, has actually have actually called mm-hmm. uh, foolish and stupid. Mm-hmm. They have shown from what they have uh, been able to accomplish so far mm-hmm. that they are far from stupid. Yeah. They have shown that they are very, very determined young, intelligent uh, people who who have only not had any chance to make something out of their life because the government has completely uh, failed them. They should step it up. Mm -hmm. Honorable Ken.
5: Hello,
6: sir. Yes, uh, you want
3: to add something to what uh, Honorable colleagues just said?
5: Well, um, from my uh, end, uh, the line was not quite very clear, so I hope I'm not going to repeat him. Um, in case I do that, I ask for apology, um, but what, what the important thing is that I would not like to be very sarcastic to say that um, what the government, uh, whether the government uh, hears them or not is, uh, is irrelevant. Uh, what is irrelevant that the, the, the demand has been made. Mm-hmm. And like the last speaker from Nigeria said, uh, there's no going back. Yes. And so it is in the interest of the government, not in, in their own interest, uh, to listen to the demand of the youth. And um, uh, we from diaspora, we are backing 100%. They call for 30% increase in salaries of the police. Yes. We are backing them uh, for for the family of those who were killed by SARS to be compensated. We are backing mm. them to investigate all the cases of the police brutality and SARS yeah. in the past years. We are backing them for the unconditional release of the all ensign protesters that are being de- currently detained. We are packing them for the uh, for the reduction of the salaries of the House Assembly members, yes. uh, both federal and state, yes. and, also the and, and, and also from the Presidency. We are acting our voice to say that it is time to reconstruct
1: the NICOM board which is going to be a diaspora
5: parliament where we can actively involve in creating a new political order in Nigeria. Yes. We are calling them to also, for the agencies who are working on the, the diaspora's initiative to build the lives of Nigerians and uh, to know that we are being, uh, they are being uh, you know, you know, put on notice. Yes. So what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is that it is the action of meeting this demand that is going to let us know whether they are listening or not.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, rhetoric and words uh, does not mean anything Precisely. at this point in time, and so we are going to
5: be monitoring those uh, those uh, points
3: mm-hmm. and to see
5: if they are going to react to that. Okay. Like I said, um, it's not really if they will; it, it, they will have they have to in their own interest. Uh, because mm-hmm. like I said, and like the last call said, um, uh, there is no going back on this.
3: How can we hold these leaders accountable for the demands that are being made? Uh, to make sure that they actually and in fact do implement them. In what way can this be done? Are there any suggestions, please, from, from all the panelists? We
5: started from the last, uh, the last, what the last speaker said, actually, what is actually what we are doing in Europe. Mm. And we are not only mobilizing the, the, the lawyers in Europe. We are mobilizing... Like, listen, we have over 20 million Nigerians in the diaspora. These are mayors in cities. These are member of parliament across Europe. Mm. These are policymakers. Uh, we, know what, we know what is called best international practice. We know how things are done here. We are going to mobilize our resources, financially and intellectually, to make sure that we put the maximum pressure that the government, they're going to do the right thing. And then um, I think uh, without actually you know, counting our, our, our chicken before the right. eggs are yeah. we're going to make sure that we put a strategic. And you know Worldwide had a, a meeting just the last, day, last, day, last week where all the continental leaders across Europe are all in unison uh, that these demands are legitimate and we're going to push for that. I think as, as, as time goes on in the, next, in the next days and weeks, you're going to see plan, action plans from the diaspora to make sure that these demands are realized.
3: Excellent. excellent. Oh my goodness. Let's take a short break and then uh, we'll return to, to close the program. Is that okay? All right.
1: While they hold on please, let them not disconnect
3: uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is an a special answer edition of our good morning show. If you have any comments or uh, reactions, feel free give us a call or ask even these great panelists and uh, they will be at your service Which way are we going now?? Nigeria? This time, we are going the right direction. No going back. I want to know, I want to
1: know Which way Nigeria As long as the youths are not being loved, you know? As long as the youths are not being loved. Yes, mm-hmm. I heard that they are beginning to love the youth. How long shall we
2: be patient Before we reach the promised land? Let's save
4: Nigeria So Nigeria won't die
2: Yes,
3: into. That Okay, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mister Okosan. He, he was a prophet, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? The, uh, let that, was a, that was, a, was a new question. I think it was a prophet of sorts uh, in his days, anyway. Um, uh, gentlemen, welcome back. You're welcome. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, you know, by way of uh, you know, closing remarks, uh, what would you like to leave with our listeners this morning as far as this answers movement is concerned? Please go ahead and share your thoughts with us.
6: Uh, first and foremost, um, It is uh, commendable to see the uh, way that uh, not only Nigerians but uh, the entire world have uh, stood up in support of um, uh, the youth of Nigeria in their legitimate uh, agitation to have a future because this is what this is uh, all about. Absolutely. Um, The resistance, I mean, in terms of opposition to this action, has been absolutely minimal. Mm -hmm. So, what that means is that um, uh, I haven't seen anything like Honorable uh, Kenneth Wendy mentioned. Mm. Uh, in my lifetime, uh, I'm 55 uh, now, I haven't seen anything that has galvanized Nigerians as much as uh, this uh, action. Uh, but there are still pockets of individuals that are indifferent. Mm. Um, I would say please crawl out of your cocoon mm. and support this action. Do not think. That your support as an individual, either as a Nigerian or friend of Nigeria, is not going to make a difference. No, that is not the case. Wherever you are, come out support this. Um, you know, actual. You can support it in very, very many ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you uh, go to NSAS uh, hashtag, you are going to find different initiatives. Decide for yourself yeah. how best to support it. For those in Belgium, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. please go online and see our petition and then uh, be able to uh, support it so that the Foreign Affairs Minister and the President of the European uh, Commission mm-hmm. will take it more uh, seriously. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow. Okay. Hon. Uh, Joachim
3: and then Hon. Uh, Bendy, please. I
4: think
7: the Come
3: again. What did you say, sir? the network. Okay, the network. Oh, okay, I, we can see the struggle. Okay, all right, everybody, please take it up.
5: Well, um, yes, it's, a, it's very clear that um, the movement to end thugs is a call to end brutality. Absolutely. It's a call to end corruption in mm-hmm. Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's a call for good governance and it's a call for true federalism. Uh, Victor Hugo said that nothing is more powerful than the Its time has come. Mm -hmm. And no amount of army can help. So what we are seeing is a call for a true
3: Nigerian. Mm -hmm. And it is in the best interest of the government and policymakers uh, to kick into that and make sure that this opportunity is not lost. Absolutely. On this note,
1: I really don't think we can achieve all of these things at this moment, you know.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's going to be in so phases, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. On this note, uh, I think it's time to appreciate our, our panelists. Uh, I want to thank uh, Honorable Collins, all the way from Belgium. Thank you for your time and your, your input and insight into this matter. Thank you so much. And also Honorable Kenneth Bundy, the incumbent uh, CEC chairman you. of uh, NIDO, uh, you've done an awesome job, and uh, you're very soon I think you're about to leave office, uh, we're going to miss you. Nonetheless, you'll always be welcome to be uh, on our panel. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And uh, what about you, Thank you so much you, for the sacrifice you made this morning with all the challenges down there, with the internet connection. Thank you, we appreciate your time. God bless you so much. And we look forward to having you again. Yes, yes. Thank
1: you, gentlemen. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, uh, we would like to thank all our listeners uh, once again for being on the show with us. And uh, we hope to be with you next week, same time. God bless you all. Bless you. <laughs>
1: and indiscipline is ruining the country now uh. oh, leave the music on, oh. yes so we have come to the end of the our show today and we we hope you have enjoyed it so in case there's anything you need us to do for you feel free to contact us on radio voice of niger on 020 3374160 or the mobile, which is 684 606 We look forward to hearing from you. God richly bless you and have a wonderful working week.
2: Why many, many